This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Hey, I got a great show planned for you this week. Um, two fabulous guests. Ramana King uh, is joining me from Money Sense Magazine. You uh, you can catch her, obviously, um, in the magazine or go to moneysense.ca. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the marketplace and both Vancouver, Toronto, some of the rule changes. Is it going to affect the market? And then later in the hour, I've got Dave Butler talking about the real impact for your mortgage. How many of you are going to be affected by the new rule changes? And, you know, it's been a real active week uh, in the news for real estate. At the beginning of the week, we heard from the Premier, Kathleen Wynne has decided not to implement a foreign buyer tax. Now, I know last week when I asked the question on the show, a lot of you came in and said, yeah, we're all for it, Todd. We need to cool this market. How dare these people come in and buy properties in Canada? They're making us pay more. Well, one of the things I got to tell you is that um, I wasn't in agreement with all of you and there was probably 50% that said, no, don't do it. Let a market be a market. Let it find its own heartbeat. And then, of course, the ones that said, don't do it. And so, you know, my take on this, and it will stand this way, is that I believe that we should have foreign buyers. I believe we should have foreign ownership. I don't believe that they should be, um, you know, able to be the Wild West like they were in Vancouver. I think they've got to follow more rules, regulations, make it harder for them to qualify, perhaps turn around and have a higher tax rate on them. On exit, yes, by all means, if you're going to roll the property, make it that they have to close a property so they can't speculate, meaning buy from a brand new builder. I think there's lots of ways of approaching this, but I will commend Kathleen Wynn for the first time here, and I hope that she was listening to the show before trying to get our feedback on what we think of this whole thing. But more importantly, I'd like to like to commend her on the fact that because of the new um, CMHC rules for mortgages, it's better to turn around and feel out the market first and find out if that will deflate the market. Did some of these new rule changes you know, will they affect the market adversely What or, or not at all? And so what we're going to do is, again, as I mentioned with my guests later in the hour, we're going to have that discussion. My take on it is, is that it's going to hurt a small percentage of the market, but unfortunately, probably more or less, it's the first-time homebuyers, which, again, looking at foreign buyers, um, they're not first-time homebuyers. They're up in a, a, a another price range. So is this going to change? Well, in all marketplaces, we know that first-time homebuyers actually control and drive a market. Because everybody who is moving up, you need somebody to buy the property that you're selling. And this is normally where a market is driven by first-time homebuyers. And then, you know, as it goes on, as time goes on, if you own a house for three or five years, you build up some equity, and all of a sudden you can do the next step. So will this rule change affect that middle seller? So that person that uh, has owned a home or owned two homes, and they're now going to get affected because they can't sell because the first-time home buyers can no longer buy. Again, big change as far as numbers, as far as qualifying, about a 20% differential now for what you can qualify in a mortgage when you're dealing with high-ratio mortgages. So we'll wait and feel that one out, and I think uh, I think our, our guest today, are going to shed more light on it for us. As well, uh, when we talk about the foreign buyer tax again, um, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Tory didn't um, didn't really put in a lot on it. Uh, in other words, he didn't want to enforce it himself, meaning the Toronto area. Um, so again, I think they're playing a wait and see. 
We're watching the Vancouver market turn around and fall off as far as volume numbers. We're really not seeing a price retraction, but what we are definitely seeing is uh, is the number, the volume going down. We knew this was coming in in June as far as the, you know, the, pretty much that market uh, cooling off a little. But more importantly, you know, it's uh, it's got full-on breaks on it right now. And we're going to watch this one and, uh, you know, keep you up to date here at Simply Real Estate. Now, one of the other things that happened this week, and I got to tell you, when I get articles that come across my, my desk and I start reading some of these, um, I, I'm, I'm almost dumbfounded with a report that CMHC just released. Uh, you know, Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, I'm actually going to call it Canadian Moronic Housing Corporation because they turn around and they say they raised the overall risk rating for national uh, housing market to strong. So they're, they're, they're telling us that they believe that the prices are rising too quickly. And when they analyze it, they said, because our incomes are not rising in proportion. Now, hang on. Let's think about this for a second. This study was done over a 10-year period. In July, they did not see the problem. And now in October, they're saying there's a problem. Now, I don't know who is actually doing the study, but I'm going to tell you that these people should be fired for um, you know not understanding that this has been in place this way for the last 10, 15 years with the real estate run-up. You know, prices have outpaced our incomes. This is not new. The fact that, yes, we've had a bigger increase this year over last year, but last year was still, you know, 14, 15% in some marketplaces, some lower, but at eight. Well, our incomes weren't going up at that rate. And for the last six years, you can document it that it wasn't even close. So why is it that they're doing this? One of the reasons I believe that they're doing it, it's, again, federal government pushing hard back against the actual real estate industry to cool it off. So negative press can turn around and filter through to people. And when they do this, they're trying to force the market down without implementing anything else. So throw out this saying, hey, listen, we think the market's too strong in Toronto. Your prices are going up too fast. By the way, folks, did you know your incomes aren't going up that fast? I mean, really, they actually had to put this in paper? It's like we didn't know this? You know what? I'm really disappointed a lot of the stuff that comes out of corporations like this. You know, it's like, are people really that daft that we do not already understand that? This has been a complaint for years. And now the fact that, yes, our prices are up, now we're finally saying, hey, it could be a problem with the market. I think it's not realistic, but unfortunately, these are what gets, this kind of stuff is what gets printed. And in my opinion, I think that we already know what is going on in the marketplace. Yeah, the marketplace is up. Is it going to adjust in Toronto? And this is the one question that's going to, I think, have to be reviewed over the next uh, six to 18 months. Uh, the, the month of September was actually a record month. Uh, prices were up year over year, 20%. Volume is up. By the end of the year, I think that if we take an entire hold, 2016 is going to be year over year, probably increases between 18 and 24% in different marketplaces. So we know that that is not healthy. And I'm sure a lot of you that did decide to sell this year, maybe to rent, in other words, hold off, put your money in your bank, but again, you know, you're licking your chops saying, hey, we did great. Yes, you did. 
but this is not a sustainable number, nor should it be. We don't want that kind of growth because if you go up too fast, you can also come down too fast. And so if we can return to a normal marketplace, and if the question is, what is a normal marketplace? Well, a healthy increase should be 4 to 8% depending on the marketplace. That should be the healthy number. If not, if it's a downturn market, then it should be sustaining itself in around an inflationary number. So if you're sitting around 2%, that again is still, it's very slow progress, but yet it's not retracting. It's not going backwards. This is the thing that we're going to determine in the next 6 to 18 months is that will our prices go backwards? Now, again, for all of you that have been tuning in uh, to me over the last few years, you know that I don't believe we're in a crash situation because of supply and demand. I believe that we've actually become of age as a city as far as values. Now, it's hard for people to accept that because they sit there and say, yeah, but we have to pay it. Yes, but if you take a look at the top seven cities in the world, we are still the cheapest real estate in the marketplace. For the same square footage in New York City, you're going to pay two to three times what you pay here in Toronto. And this is one of those things that if we're going to analyze and be a world-class city, we have to accept that we have a world-class price range, and that's where we are. But we are still the lowest price city. doesn't matter what our percentage growth is, and this is what CMHC is always registering against. The price goes up too much. They're not looking at it as a sustainable number. They believe that it's going to go backwards. And again, taking a look at the market, if our inventory stays low, the demand still continues. I believe this marketplace will be sustainable, not at the huge increase, but just a standard increase. And that's what we should be looking at, folks. Keeping your eye on the ball and watching prices is going to be very important over the next six to 18 months. And by the way, tuning in here at Simply Real Estate, I'm going to keep you abreast of all of it. As you know, I try to break it down. I try to make it simple. Um, again, uh, the week before we had our simple seminar, I just wanted to thank everybody once again for, for showing up. Um, we have absolutely no inventory left. Uh, next year, it looks like we're going to probably have our first seminar coming up in the winter, somewhere around February. So no more seminars for the year. But if you want to reach The Simple Investor, go to thesimpleinvestor.com today. You can always send us an email. I'm always happy to meet with people, have discussions about investment real estate. There's uh, some great programs that we have. We've got uh, new releases coming up in the new year. So if you do want to be a real estate investor, um, by the way, the CMHC rules did not affect uh, the investor side of things yet. They haven't done any changes there. So again, standard procedure, 20% down, and you can get cash flowing properties in the positive side of things. So uh, some great stuff going on in the near future. And uh, taking a look at the market today, again, in Toronto, very, very strong outlying areas. Look, they're flagging areas like Hamilton. They're saying the growth is too quick. And Oshawa, can you believe it? After all these years, Oshawa is being flagged of probably growing a little too quick. I'm pretty sure for all of you that live out there and, uh, you know, have watched your values, you know, they were, they were pretty low for a long time. You're finally getting some real value out of your price, uh, out of your homes. And now they want to turn around and call foul. 
Um, again, it's one of those CMHC things. Uh, I'd be happy to meet with them and perhaps simplify things so they have a better understanding of our marketplace. But, you know, we can only try. And uh, hopefully, um, love to have Kathleen Wynn on, uh, Miss Wynn, at any given time. You want to give me a call, I'd be happy to have you on and discuss your decision. I think uh, I think it was actually very prudent and very important. And Mr. Tory, always uh, looking to have you on as a guest in the future. So uh, coming up uh, after this, I've got Romana King joining me. We're going to be talking about the markets from the west to the east. She's going to give us an update on what's going on with her and uh, lots to look forward to for the rest of the show. So folks, stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. As I said before the break, I'm going to bring in my guest now, Ramana King. That name should be familiar. She's been uh, a guest numerous times here at Simply Real Estate, and she is senior editor at Money Sense Magazine. Folks, if you want to pick up the latest edition, do so, because uh, Ramana's always got some great articles, excellent reading, and Ramana, welcome to the show. Hello, it's good to be here. Yeah, and and just for our listeners' sake, um, I'm just going to throw it out there, but you are now in, on the West Coast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my family's reloc- relocated to the most expensive housing market in Canada. I don't know if that's a smart move or a very stupid move. <laughs> well, you know what? It's great because now, uh, you know, since you and I do talk so much, uh, we can kind of get a, a real, I guess, feel and, and get the heartbeat out there now that you're living and breathing it. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot of stuff since you and I last spoke is happening in uh, in the real estate world. You know, it was a very active summer. Now, even more so an active fall with some of the new rules, regulations, everything changing, you know, premiers, you know, doing things that we don't expect them to do, some of them that do, you know. it's yeah. uh, It's been one heck of the last, you know, few months. It's been a really, usually the summer is is a slower season for the real estate uh, market across Canada, maybe except with the exception of maybe uh, uh, vacation properties. But it's been a hectic pace, you know, right through the season, both from a regular regulation point of view, from a mortgage point of view, and from just the housing market point of view. So let's 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 kind of start from from the get go. We'll talk about the market itself. Numbers are way up in Toronto. Numbers are down in Vancouver. You know, right now we're seeing twenty percent year over year increase in the GTA market. You know, uh, as far as actual unit sales, they're up, but inventory's tight. Now we're seeing a drastic change in the Vancouver market. Not so much that your prices are coming down, but your volume is. What do you think about uh, about these two marketplaces? They seem to be going you know opposite directions. I don't think it's. It's an accident that Vancouver is correcting. I think that we had heard, and I had mentioned this, you know, back at the start of the summer, realtors were seeing a correction. And they were seeing a correction for a number of reasons. I think that, you know, some of the buyers got fatigued. They were just tired of the, the... the bidding wars, but I think there was also some movement from foreign buyers, in particular mainland Chinese buyers. Uh, there were changes in the Chinese government and movements to, to, from the Chinese government about tightening up, you know, the money that was moving out of China, some of it to Canada, and tightening up trying to locate that money and locate the, the assets these people were buying. Um, and for that reason, there was a shift in probably June or July, and then uh, the, the foreign buyers tax came in in August and, and has really sort of killed business. I think also a lot of people, uh, you know, as I said, have gotten fatigued, and there's a lot of sellers out there that don't want to do the transition to a, a bigger home. They're just, 
you know, willing to wait it out. There are still quite a few properties that are coming on the market. You know, November, December is typically a, a slower season because it's so wet out here. And there's still things coming on the market, you know, every day. It is slower. There's lower inventory. But I don't think it's uh, drastically different than what Toronto had witnessed throughout this year with the low inventory. So when we talk about the Vancouver market, then we'll, we'll come back and talk about Toronto. But looking at Vancouver, um, you know, what they're saying is that the actual volume numbers are down, but they're not really seeing much of a price retraction. And with volume, you know, they're saying up to 30, 40%, that kind of thing. Um, do, you, do you kind of foresee the prices just stabilizing or do you actually think you're going to see them go backwards there? Well, I mean, in theory, if you were to look at it from an economic point of view, it should actually at some point go down. The prices should go down. If you've got a restriction in the volume of units available and the price hasn't shifted, as soon as people start realizing, you know, I better sell now to get the top dollar, you might see a rush on the market. That's more units coming on the market. As soon as supply increases, you know, demand is met and that's going to put push prices down. Right now, prices are stable because there's still not enough supply to meet demand. As soon as we have more of these, and there's, there's building in, in Vancouver, as soon as more supply hits the market, I think the demand will push the prices down. I don't think it's going to be a massive crash. I think that this has been, you know, whether it was, you know, purposely timed or not, uh, I think it's going to be a, a well-timed correction where you've got a very sort of gradual shift in supply and demand that'll allow the prices to sort of drop and correct a little bit. So when when we say correct and, and just for our, our listeners' sake and we say not a crash, so if if we take our basic price today, uh, let's say your your average value sitting at about one point five in Vancouver for a detached home, if we talk about a, a correction, you know, since since they had a run up this year of thirty percent year over year for some of the months in Vancouver Vancouver. If we were to turn around and say, okay, you've got a 0% increase, you're not going backwards, but a 0% increase, would you deem that as a correction? Yeah, I think there is a bit of a correction. You know, I know that there was a run-up of 30, 30%. That, that has more to do with the fact that there are people that are willing to risk it and willing to risk the possibility of a correction and put it on the market and see what they can get. I mean, we're looking at homes that were bought in March and now back on the market for $300,000 more expensive. Wow. Six months later. Yeah, so they're, they're, so they're still trying to push the extra price. Yes. As soon as that supply-demand equation starts balancing out, you're going to see that correction. And it, it is going to drop the you know, 10 20 30% that we predict particularly for homes that I think that are overpriced or at least, you know, have appreciated rapidly in the last year or so. Um, and that correction, you know, is it a correction or is, are we just, are we coming back to some, a more normalized, um, adequate price for that inventory? Okay. And and it's interesting because, you know, I, I agree with you, you know, the, the exponential increase this year was incredible. 30% is just not sustainable. And if it turn back and it, it came down 30% on it, then basically most people would be just sitting there looking at 2015 prices. And even that at most uh, most people's, I guess, you know, analysis is th- those prices were still up. I mean, if you yeah. take it, you know, we're still probably looking average price of, you know, 1.3, 1.4. So really not staggering. But at the same time, you know, I think that um, it's one of those things that we're going to have to watch because supply, as you said, you, you know, you believe that supply is coming up in Vancouver, but yet there still doesn't seem like a lot of it coming into the market. So if they filter it in slowly, maybe, you know, prices stay stable. If not, you know, maybe we start to see a little bit of a retraction. And that's just it. The supply is not, especially the new bills are not going to come on the market the next month or two. We're looking at 2017. So really we have maybe another winter and spring where prices are astronomical. And then I think we're going to see some corrections and some changes in 2017. It's what a lot of the analysts are looking at because 
of, you know, the planned new entries um, in the property market in 2017. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go to a quick break, but if you can stay with us, I want to talk about the Toronto market, I want to talk about the Premier, and I want to talk about CMHC. So, uh, Romana, if you stay put, we'll be right back. Folks, uh, I've got Romana King joining me today, and uh, she is Senior Editor of uh, at MoneySense. Um, excellent. She's got some great articles. Get the latest edition of MoneySense, and uh, make sure you uh, take a look, because Romana is a true professional, and now she is out in the West Coast, so we're going to be able to keep our eyes on that marketplace. So up after this, we're going to have more with Romana King, so stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. If you're just tuning in, my guest this hour is Romana King. She is Senior Editor at Money Sense Magazine. And by the way, you can get her articles at moneysense.ca if you don't pick up uh, the actual magazine itself. And Romana, just before the break, you and I were doing a little bit of analysis on Vancouver, realizing that, you know, we're probably in for a little bit of an adjustment there. Uh, I don't think the the huge increases are, are going to be in the near future, but probably a little bit of a stabilization. But we were, when, when talking about it, if we can flip over now a little bit further east of you, uh, talking about Toronto, what do you think? Are we in for a major adjustment here or should we be seeing kind of the status quo stabilization and just not as much of the big increase? I think there's more people now worried about the Toronto market. Um, I, I think that at some point uh, there wasn't as much worry because we felt like supply and demand were you know, fairly well matched. There was limited supply, but there was a high demand. Um, now you've got, uh, you know, the CMHC has come out and said, you know, we, we realize there's problematic conditions in Toronto and, and sort of the GTA, Hamilton, Burlington, those areas are, are some of the areas that they've highlighted. Part of the reason being is builders, you know, they saw the market and said, you know, let's do this. And builders have a long lead time. If they plan now, they're going to launch a building in three years. So this is building from three years ago, where you know the the momentum of these units coming on the market was two or three years ago planned when the market was really really strong, um, when supply and demand really you know said hey you know if you want to make a profit get in this market and now we've got them all sort of coming on the market all at the same time. This is not unusual. Uh, it's not the first time CMHC has said that there might be overbuilding in certain communities. I know that they flagged Montreal probably about a year ago and said uh, you know there's an issue here. Montreal isn't seen as a problematic area right now. So this really is just the cycles of demand and supply. Um, and Toronto's big uh, push right now is that there is a fear that there will be a foreign tax. And so I think people are trying to get in quite quickly, especially if they're non-residents or they don't have um, permanent resident status. Well, you know, on previous shows, you and I have actually had that discussion. And, and you know, if you know, two of us looking at it and trying to analyze the market, we've always said that we don't think there's nearly the same number of foreign buyers percentage-wise buying in Toronto as you were feeling out in Vancouver. Um, you know, obviously, from a from a geographical standpoint, it's a lot easier uh, flight from China to Vancouver than it is to Toronto. You know, we, we're sitting on a double land transfer tax here in Toronto. And so there's a lot of reasons why we kind of looked at the Toronto market saying, you know, maybe not, uh, you know, the same, um, you know, influence from foreign investors. But yet this week, um, you know, Kathleen Wynne has announced that she's not going to implement currently a foreign buyer tax. What's your take on that? Because uh, to me, I think it's actually prudent that she doesn't do it 
so we can see what happens with the new ruling with CMHC and mortgages. But, you know, we, let's, let's address the fact that she has decided not to implement it right now. I mean, I was surprised. I thought I thought Ontario and I thought Kathleen Wynne or, or at least, uh, you know, a mayor, Mayor John Tory would actually consider a foreign buyer's tax in the Toronto area, um, mainly because what we want to do is make sure that uh, people living and working and paying taxes in, in so this, this community, in Toronto community, uh, stay and are able to live in that community and, and give back to the, to the economy of the, of the city. Um, so the fact that she's not implementing it was was a bit of a surprise. That said, I think there is a difference. I don't think there are, the, the type of foreign foreign buyers in tr- the Toronto area are different. I think there's a far more of a of a push in Vancouver to buy and not necessarily um, reside in the property. Whereas in Toronto, there's not as many empty homes. Um, I think that the people that are buying that don't have Canadian status are actually buying for Canadian status. So they come here with money. They know that they eventually want to settle and, and be landed immigrants or or uh, full Canadian citizens. And so they're purchasing real estate now. Uh, so they'd be hit by this tax, even though they actually plan to make Toronto their home. Right. And, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. Now, if they, if CMHC had not, and, and, and I'll call it the Trudeau government, if they had not implemented the new mortgage changes, I would probably be a little bit more supportive of the foreign buyer tax. I mean, we obviously need to get a little bit more control of our market here because, again, exponential growth, you know, 20% year over year, that's too much. It's, it's not sustainable and it's actually kind of a dangerous market to be playing in. But at the end of it, um, I, I think it's probably a smart play because right now they've just knocked out, you know, the the, the strength of any market. And, you know, you can, you know, maybe I can get your take on it. I believe that first-time home buyers are always the best initiators of any strong marketplace in real estate. You know, that... T- when when they end up buying, they facilitate the next move up. So then you have move up buyers and, and, and it can continue on the cycle. But when we turn around and we knock them for, for the loop out of the gate, and I agree, you know, obviously we want to keep first time home buyers or any buyer for that matter within their own financial means. But, you know, it seems like it was a little bit of a target, uh, you know, that they put on their backs. And now at this point, you know, putting in a foreign buyer tax, I think would just really add insult to injury if we did that in the Toronto market. Yeah, I mean, it really is two different measures targeting two different um, market segments. The foreign buyers tax, it could be first-time home buyers in Canada, but quite often they're not first-time home buyers. They're they're move-on uppers. They just happen to have a property outside of Canada that they can liquidate and then move up to, you know, a Toronto home. Um, or there's a number of families that pull together their funds and they come over here and then they, they splinter off. And, and that's quite that's quite common within the, the immigrant community within Canada. And I don't want to, you know, paint this brushstroke as if it's everyone, but, but it, it's qu- quite a common strategy to do that. Um, I think the, the first-time buyers being impacted by the, the new mortgage changes, the new mortgage rules, I, I think that's unfortunate. I think that, that it wasn't the government actually trying to target first-time buyers. It was the government closing loopholes that the banks had found. The banks realize, you know, in this low interest rate community, they're struggling to make a profit. And one of the best ways they make profit is actually mortgages. And so they realize they can actually give bigger mortgages, which means longer interest payments and more interest payments, if they qualify for people at a discounted rate. And so the banks found this loophole. And I say the banks because it wasn't mono lenders. It wasn't, you know, lenders you get through a mortgage broker. It was simply the big banks that, that found this loophole and were able to utilize it. And uh, they were, you know, able to go in there and qualify people at 2.64% rather than 4.64%. And that's, you know, a 20% difference in a house price. That 20% difference in a house price is big money when it comes to interest, and, and the banks want that money. So 
Unfortunately, it did hurt the first-time home buyers, but it was really a, uh, a targeted approach by the federal uh, government to, to sort of raise a flag to the banks and say, listen, we're watching. <laughs> we're watching, you know, the market. We're watching the loopholes. We're watching the fact that, you know, this is a very splintered, scattered approach to a very large market segment that has a huge impact on the Canadian economy. And now we're closing the loopholes and tightening it up and making sure that our regulations are really safe and sound so that we can continue not having to deal with any issues that may arise. You know, the 2008 financial because regulations were lax. Our federal government did, certainly does not want that. I agree. And when we when we take a look at some of the situations that um, are out there, obviously people have over leveraged themselves to a certain degree. That if we do have any form of interest rate hike in the in the future, and we get all the renewals coming down, then then there's going to create a problem. But then again, you know, I think that uh, perhaps you know closing some loopholes on some of the foreign investment, looking at capital gains, these are all the things that we have to analyze and find out. You know, is there other measures that they can put in place to tax the foreign investment, you know, maybe more on the exit than maybe the entry. And that's certainly one of the options. Uh, there are countries there are that actually, I know Britain has, a, used to have a capital gains uh, tax. And if you sold a property, you would have to pay that capital gains tax if you weren't a foreign, if you're a foreign buyer. Um, they've actually implemented a different strategy, same tax, but now they actually withhold that money at the start of the sale. Uh, that just means that, you know, they're guaranteed a certain sum when the person leaves and it can't just disappear. Certainly there are different strategies. It sounds like the federal government doesn't want to target foreign buyers. This, it sounds like what they want to do is they actually want to make sure that anyone that's within the financial, sorry, within the real estate market within Canada is treated with the same rules. It doesn't matter if you're a foreign buyer or a Canadian buyer, you get the same rules. You might get certain exemptions or benefits if you're a Canadian resident, but you still have to apply to the same rules as a foreign buyer does. And I think that's the sort of signal that we've seen from the federal government. Um, And, you know, whether or not they want to target foreign buyers later on, I think that will really play out based on the data that they've started collecting this year. They've had to really close loopholes to understand, you know, what, where are those data holes and exactly how are we going to collect this data so it's in a uniform, easily um, analyzed fashion so that they can make some smart strategies. Yep, excellent. Well, listen, Romana, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and we greatly appreciate all your insight and um, we wish you well, obviously, with your new move out to the West Coast and hopefully we can have you back real soon and you and I can stay in contact and keep the uh, the world of real estate, you know, on, on its seat. So uh, I greatly appreciate it coming on today. Thank you so much, Todd. We'll talk soon. And folks, when we come back, I'm going to have Dave Butler from Butler Mortgage talk to me about the new rules and regulations that the government passed down as of October 17th. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. Well, you know, it's always a pleasure to have Romana King on because uh, I have to tell you, she is a very, very knowledgeable uh, real estate professional. Uh, Definitely, you've got to take a look at her articles at moneysense.ca. She's, uh, I have to tell you, I read a lot of her articles and they make a lot of sense. She keeps it simple and she's very informative. So if you're looking for a good source of information other than us right here at Simply Real 
real estate, make sure you go to moneysense.ca and see some of Romana's articles. As I mentioned uh, just before the break, um, my next guest uh, is someone that is a thorough professional. He's on a regular basis here at Simply Real Estate, and it is Mr. Dave Butler from Butler Mortgage. And good good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. So, um, big changes, you know, since I, uh, since you and I last chatted, you know, October 17th, the government decided to drop the hammer with some new mortgage rules and kind of want to get your take on it. I mean, you're right there in the heartbeat of the mortgage world. You see all sorts of things. Uh, I know you and I had a conversation basically the kind of the, the first couple of days that it happened and you said it was absolute insanity. You had about 3000 emails, I think, coming in, um, you know, this is, uh, it, it, it's an interesting time. And can you, can you kind of give us a breakdown on, on what's going on and what we're looking at? Yeah, I mean, the, the main changes uh, appear to have really been right directed towards the insured mortgages. Uh, basically, if you are buying a home at less than 20% down payment, you now have one final qualifying rate that must be met. And so a lot of people don't realize that this qualifying rate was being used already for a variable rate or a one-year, two-year, three-year, or four-year fixed. The difference was on a five-year fixed, the uh, government would allow you to qualify at the five-year fixed rate. So it was basically a lot smaller of a rate you could qualify on. Now they're saying that's gone. So if you want to qualify for a five-year fix, you have to qualify with everybody else at the five-year posted rate. Um, effectively, you know, from my perspective, that main change is looking like it will maybe take away some of the fringe buyers in certain cities where maybe they had been pre-approved on a five-year fix for, say, 700000 Well, now that same couple can only get pre-approved for maybe, you know, 575000 So they may now not enter the market and instead now be a renter. So it's funny, I had a lot of, you know, I got many, many, many emails when those changes happened, and a lot of them were just kind of enforcing to a lot of my clients and a lot of my investors that here's the change, here's how it affects you. A lot of my, you know, certainly investors weren't affected very much by this, but certainly our buyers of regular, you know, a regular clientele who's buying a regular home to move into, they were, you know, there were some that were affected. We had to re reevaluate their pre-approvals and get them a new number. And some of them even have told us that they were going to wait a while and they were going to enter and be a tenant for the next year or two. Now, so Dave, it's interesting because you, you, you did touch on it that, you know, it doesn't really have an adverse effect on investors at this time because obviously people that buy investment properties require 20% down. Correct. So this is so no influence by CMHC at this time. Uh, when we talk about, you know, people that are now trying to qualify, they're looking at that f- five-year fixed rate, you know, again, it's dropped it. Um, I think I think the basic n- analysis is whatever you could qualify before, take about 20% off that. And that's roughly where your qualification would come in. Is that correct? It's a good. It's a good. That's a good number to use. Yeah, it's roughly around twenty percent. So, you know, do you think? And I'm throwing this out there because I, you know, you've been in the business for years and years. And I'm just going to ask you your opinion. Do you think that the government in the future is going to have to come up with some form of other incentive for first-time home buyers? Now, I keep talking about first-time home buyers uh, on the show. I had Romana King on a little bit earlier, and and I think that with these changes, it does affect them uh, somewhat because they're not they're not equity buyers or conventional buyers because they're going high ratio. So do you think that there's going to 
be or the government in the future is going to have to throw in some kind of incentive program. I mean, they, they have done that in the past. You know, there's been different ways for first-time home buyers to enter. You know, they change amortization. They change the amount of down payment. Um, so, you know, is, is, is this going to stall out that market a little? You know, should we be con- concerned about it? You know, it's fine. I mean, I've, I've looked at this several different ways. I mean, I've talked to other peers in my industry, and the, the consensus is that this these moves were really made to curb the bidding wars. Um, you know, when you look at who it really affects the most, I mean, it really does affect a small segment of people. So if they were really trying, you know, to make a really, a really big stand on, on, on some mortgage rules, they would have made it affect a lot of other people. I think, you know, you've still got a lot of first-time buyers that are pre-qualified. It just means that if they were going for a five-year fixed rate and they had been pre-approved on a five-year fixed rate, that they're going to go a little bit lower. But it's funny, when you look at it, you look at who it affects, the amount of people it affects, I keep looking at this and going, okay, from my understanding, then this this looks to me like a way for them to get rid of these bidding wars. Well, um, if we talk about bidding wars, though, Dave, and, and, you know, there is the price perspective that we look at bidding wars. Yep. Anything over a million dollars, this does not affect. These new rules have, don't come into play because everybody has to have over 20% down if you're going north of a million, right? Correct. So if that's the case, and that's where, you know, a great deal of the Toronto market is in, in that million plus category. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see it deflating that aspect of the market but you know if we're talking about bidding wars in between 400 and 700 you know by all means this this is definitely going to cool that out a little but if we're if we're looking at you know the the the, the high end of the market it won't have any effect there agreed yeah i mean i think i think i think their idea is that if that some of these bidding wars are being created and they're starting to catch on so i think a lot of them are starting in the fours and the fives and the six and the seven hundreds, and then you're finding them get into the Toronto market. So it's interesting. It's funny to see what's going to happen because if we lose some of the bidding words in some of the suburbs like Mississauga, uh, you know, and surrounding areas, how will that affect the Toronto market? Because you're exactly correct. The Toronto market is flooded with properties over a million dollars, and those properties are literally not affected by any of the rules that came out. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think, again, when you you take away some of the fringe buyers, you take away a market that may have maybe a lot more, you know, a lot more demand on the buying side than on the selling side. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But again, as you state, you know, as far as working with investors and real estate investors, it seems to have had a very minimal effect on them. It seems to really be going after, um, you know, the first-time buyers and the people that are maybe on the fringe for whatever city they're looking in. But again, as you and I look at it and say, well, if it hasn't stopped investors from buying homes. So if the first-time buyer can't buy his dream home anymore today, he can still rent his dream home from another investor who's going to purchase it. So yeah, that's and that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one uh, one other quick note: um, this week, Kathleen Wynne announced that there will be no foreign buyer tax put into Ontario at this time. That they're looking at other options, but right now, no foreign buyer tax. What do you think? I mean, you and I had this conversation. You do have foreign buyers kicking around. They're they're out there. They're investors. Um, is this a, is this a good or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think I think when you t- when you have a large 
scale change like they've gone and implemented with the mortgage rules. I think if they were to go and throw in a tax beside that, it's really not going to give them the reading that they need to figure out if they've made the correct changes to the market. So I think for now, definitely leaving a tax out, and I know you and I have talked about that, we're not fans of a tax out here in Toronto, uh, but I definitely think it would have been a little too much to have rule changes come in and then Kathleen Wynne announced that we're going to be implementing a tax. I think that would have not, it would, it would have been very tough for them to see which is affecting which. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, that's one of the things that I, um, I, I agree with. And I think that, again, they could force the market down a little bit more aggressively with two, you know, the new rules with the mortgages plus a tax. And as you said, you know, we're not going to know which one is actually having the greatest effect. Absolutely. You know, we look out at in Vancouver, we're finding that the foreign buyer tax has had a you know profound effect. But at the same time, most people thought that that was a natural decline in the market that was coming anyways. You know, the wind was actually out of the sales, you know, come, come June. And then they threw in the buyer tax, which, you know, further, you know, halted the, uh, the activity there. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. So yeah, Dave, I, I would have to say that, you know, it, it, we've got to play wait and see at this point. Mm-hmm. How long do we wait? Do we let six months or a full cycle, you know, full 12 months go and then have a better read on it? Do you think? You know, I, I really think we'll all have a good idea right at the beginning of the spring market there. I mean, you know, at least, you know, like yourself and myself, we'll know right away if activity is not at the same level as the year before. Uh, so, I mean, it's, you're likely to find, you know, the, the real answer is going to lie in the, spring, the beginning of the spring market and how the rest of the summer market goes, because naturally we're going to have a slowdown, you know, in December, January, February, March. That's just kind of a natural cyclical thing that we seem to have go on. But certainly April and May, we will have a really good idea as to how these rules have affected everybody. Yeah, excellent. Well, listen, Dave, always a pleasure to have you on. We'll be in touch with you in the next few weeks so we can keep updating people. And uh, thanks for, so much for joining me today. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Folks, that was Dave Butler from Butler Mortgage. And uh, always great to have Dave on. You know, he's uh, he's a, a professional in the industry, been in it for years, has a good read on the market and some interesting stuff. So, you know what? Um, I, I have to thank my two guests today, Dave uh, Butler, as well as Romana King. It's always great to have people on the show with me um, that have a really, you know, good, profound um, knowledge of the business. They're living it. Th- th- these people are doing this every single day. And that's one of those things that, you know, I always encourage here on the show If you're going to deal with somebody in real estate, deal with a professional, big fan of professional realtors that do it full time, uh, not a fan of part time people, you know what, sorry, no offense, but at the end of the day, this is your greatest um, investment typically when you buy a house and I want to make sure everybody is well represented. Speaking of uh, your house, hey, listen, coming up Monday, it's Halloween. Are you dressing up your house? Are you going to make it spooky? Well, you know what, always be safe, you know, make sure, uh, make sure the lights, make sure the little kitties can uh, you know, do come up your walkway safely because you don't want your insurance to have a problem if somebody slips and falls. And uh, yeah, you'll get their candy, but they'll definitely, uh, you know, other issues can arise. So uh, happy Halloween to everybody. And uh, as usual, um, I want to thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, always a pleasure to be here uh, doing the show Simply Real Estate at News Talk 1010. And I want to thank my producer, Ian Grant, always uh, able to help me out here to do the show. And um, that's it, folks. You're going to hear from me next Saturday, 4 p.m. So make sure you tune in. And I am your host, Todd C. Slater. Thanks so much for listening.